0: Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store.
1: Time now for The Drive with Mark Ennis. Presented by Fitness Market on 93.9 The Ville. Fitness Market is Louisville's premier location for home and commercial fitness equipment and electric bikes. Find them online at thefitnessmarket.com. Now here's Mark Ennis and Mark Lieberman. Welcome back into The Drive here on 93.9 The Ville. Mark Guinness, Mark Lieberman here, joining us now for the rest of the show here. Coach, how's everything going, buddy? Doing all right?
2: Everything's great. I cannot wait to talk about video games. Yeah, the, your day has finally come, huh? Um, the only video game I ever played was Gallagher and Ms. Pac-Man. So, <laughs> so I'm going to have to defer to you and Spence as far as all the um, football, basketball games are coming. Out. That's just, uh just wasn't my thing. Okay, so here's what I love about you, uh, among well, among yeah, many, you many go. other things. Yes. No, I, I love this.
1: <laughs> the fact that your blessed accent made Gallagher Gallagher.
2: Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. I turned him into a comic. <laughs> you did? <laughs> He's going to smash him watermelons, yes, man. Yes, exactly. <laughs> man, I can tell you,
1: my mom and dad loved Gallagher. Is that right? Yes, they
2: yeah. thought he was the the uh, the pinnacle of comedy think about that he was smashing watermelons and just fruit uh, galore on a Vegas stage and just you know um, just made a fortune and people loved it Mm -hmm. they dressed for it
1: they brought tarps (laughs) exactly yes (laughs) They wore, like, raincoats for the end. It's basically like, all right, if this thing bombs, I'm at least going to leave him with the funny stuff at
2: the end. Spencer has a very perplexed look on his face. So I he don't does think not know he... who this Spencer, you don't know
1: who this is, do you? This could be I a I
2: miss. just a miss, it's a miss I'm sorry. Dang it. I love when we find holes in your cultural knowledge, which
3: exceeds <laughs> most people your age.
2: Yeah, that we found a crack because I thought maybe, you know, uh, Carrot Top? Have you heard of Carrot Top?
3: I've heard of him. I couldn't tell you <laughs> anything he's done, except okay. for he did, like, one awful movie in the 90s.
2: Yeah, he was more of a of the same thing, a, a comic and and uh kind of a props comic in, in Vegas as well.
1: Uh very quickly at the end of the last hour, Spencer, when we were talking, a couple of people were reminding us App State wasn't on the game? Georgia Southern wasn't on any of the games. That's
3: true. I had you a team builder and I because I only knew of App State obviously for the upset over Michigan in oh seven. So I like I found like a team builder that someone did online of App State and imported them into the game. But yeah, that's right. App State was not
2: and this is
1: college football. Yeah,
3: yes. Georgia State was something. But yeah, Georgia Southern, that's a good pull by that texter.
1: There will be a lot more options, and that should be a lot of fun uh, for many of us. Maybe we'll get you to to
2: play, Coach. What do you think? I'll give it a shot. Yeah. Yeah, you're really excited about this. I can tell. Spent a lot of time it. on it. Yeah. <laughs> Does
3: Emery play video games much?
2: She is uh, Roblox. Roblox, and, yes. And you know, she'll she'll dabble in a couple other w- little ones as well. Yes.
3: I'm curious if Ennis is going to be like Cardell Jones with the report where he was with the you know cancer patients ran the score. Like he, first time he plays with his son, he's like, okay, s-
1: little Sammy, here's what we're going to do, and you just beat your son hundred to nothing. I will no mercy. No, that's the way it's supposed to be. It's a cold world. Yeah, and who better to prepare you for that than your father? No, absolutely not. And I, in fact, I love when that story came out where Cardale Jones visited a uh, a, a child in the hospital with cancer and beat him like a hundred to seventeen or whatever. And people, are like, I can't believe you did that. And he's like, no, the score was worse. It was it was much more than that. It's and like I a- hey. It's like an reality. Adam
2: Sandler movie.
3: It is. <laughs> You're exactly right. This is Billy Madison in 2024. They did a remake. Right. Exactly. So like I said, just throwing dodgeballs. I'm going to beat your ass and get to play football.
1: 8150 ninety-three nine is the number if you would like to get in here. 3831 939 for the uh, UPS jobs text line. If you want to hit us up that way, uh, you are welcome to do so as well. Coach, how surprised were you that that Chris Holtman got fired yesterday?
2: Very. Um, why I, I, it didn't seem I mean obviously they were they were not playing good basketball but you know it's not like we had heard anything any rumblings with his with his players with his staff now of course you know those things could be behind the scenes but uh, yeah just to happen at that point I mean it must have been there, there has to have been something else going on it really took me by surprise um, you know the the, the the situation at DePaul was was different I think I think that was that was heading nowhere but um yeah I I just um you know if you're gonna make that decision you know I, it it's it, it just it really caught me off guard um because you know just as coaches go I mean I it's it's that fraternity and I'm There must have been something with the with the athletic department or or that they wanted to make that change now. And maybe they had a guy in mind already. You know, those are things if you're going to make a a decision like that, you're targeting somebody. That's that's always, you know, in this business, when you hear that someone gets let go, there's somebody you have your eye on and that there's somebody that you want to make a move on as quickly as possible. Uh, Maybe it's back channels, maybe it's through the agents, what have you, but usually that's what's going to happen, and there's a guy in mind that you want to get and you want to start that process.
1: Yeah, I I think we've all now seen uh, the old Trilly Donovan tweet uh, that uh, Ohio State firing their coach is sort of a message like with the portal and such, you've got to get started now. Mm -hmm. And and I have to tell you, I think Trilly knows more than people would like to admit just because he may have been wrong about what happened here. Um, Yeah, well, he named me the coach uh, on Yeah, that's right. (laughs) That didn't happen? No. Is that that what we're saying? Um, I I think he does know. But I I think he's – I don't think he's right about this. For me, this – I wonder if this wasn't more at what happened at Ohio State, more of here's a new AD and who wants to flex now. Because they just hired Ross Bjork, right? Right. Uh, And he – uh, comes in kind of prison rules like find the uh, like uh, the first thing I could uh, like hey I'm new sheriff I didn't hire you this isn't good and I wonder if maybe like the the real thing that's going on there is the Big Ten and the SEC are about to operate on utterly different financial planes than the rest of us and that one of the biggest side effects or, or implications of it or whatever is we never have to wait the minute we that we're uncomfortable with this we can afford to make this change right now.
3: I think it was like a $15 million reported buyout. Yes. is what it, well, That's just ridiculous. And I mean, obviously, again, the wins aren't showing for Coach Holtman that he deserved to probably – this was going to be the last year for him. But, like, to your point, Lee, maybe there's a guy back channels. Um, you know, maybe Chris Mack, who's currently unemployed at the moment. I know that's the name that we just keep throwing around because yeah, of they're, they're, local they're, ties here.
2: Yeah, Spence, there had to be a connection. You know, my old phrase, you know, if you're going to do something eventually, you do it immediately, but at the same time – this one just really, really surprised me. Just, uh, and I understand the new flexing, you know, his his power as the new AD. But it's not like you you were, you know, you had two or three wins, and it was just the, the program was just in shambles. I mean, they were average. You know, they
3: started twelve and two. Exactly. I saw Goodman's yeah. tweet yeah. got resurfaced where it's like, where's all the Holtman haters now? It's like, well, they've won two games I think since then. So right. yeah. maybe it's like you're on a slid, and it's like. We got to just cut bait. I don't they know. They weren't
2: playing good basketball, but, um, yeah, it's it's the AD. M- maybe, you know, Chris, they had that meeting, and he was informed of the situation, that they, he wasn't going to be retained, and he's like, all right, well, then let me go now. That happens as well. I'm, I'm sure there was a meeting. It wasn't just, like, he, he was blindsided with that. I'm sure he, he, he met with administration, and they told him what was going to happen. He says, well, then, cut me loose now. So there's two sides of that that could be the scenario, or they're really zeroing in on a coach, and they want to name that like right before the final four. I think it's one of those two scenarios
1: certainly getting uh, out ahead of uh, a lot of other people uh, i you know I made this comment yesterday. you probably could have gotten pretty good odds, the pretty profitable odds, some value on. Whether or not anyone would make a move before Louisville, much less two yeah. places now, you know, making a move before Louisville, and I don't think this trend is really going anywhere. Do you?
2: No. Um. And and to your point, yeah, you're you're right. If if we had talked about this, you know, post Arkansas State, and and we were to say that um, there have been two Power Five coaches let go, one of them being Chris, you know, at Ohio State. Yeah, we would the odds would have been stacked heavily in in their favor that it would not happen.
3: Even like Juwan Howard at Michigan, like who would have thought that Holtman would be let go before Howard hmm. because, you know, they've been struggling all year. And I know like obviously Howard's had some health problems earlier this year. They didn't coach a few games, but still it's going nowhere in Michigan. That there's a presumption that he's gonna be let go at the end of the year too.
2: Mm-hmm. Um and with the new eight, yeah, I, I think that's that's just a matter of time. But um, it, as far as with the Ohio State situation, yeah, I, I think there's got to be somebody they're zeroing in on with the NIL that they have at their, you know, uh, they, they, at their discretion. They have so much as far as that goes. They're one of the um, top schools as far as um, in in that regard. So th- there could be those conversations that's already had, and that's just the way it is now.
1: Uh, Mark, I think people would love to know. Uh, from you. Uh, look, we talked to Jeff Walls uh, earlier this week, uh, but in, in a situation like he has in, uh, dealt with this week, uh, with the impossibly bad call uh, in the Syracuse game, the fact that he was fined for talking about it, only to then turn around and have the NCAA quickly issue a clarification that was basically like, this can't happen again mm-hmm. uh, on that call for coaches. What's like? What's this process like? Like you finish that game and you're like, those MFers just ripped us off with that call.
2: What happens after that? Well, as far as the is immediately like after yeah, the game, like what do you do? Well, the first thing is, you know, I'm and I don't know if 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 Jeff answered this if they went to the officials and said this is what we're trying to do. So I'm not sure because when you have a you know that situation and you're saying okay. We're gonna foul because we have a foul to give, or there's certain situations. You're gonna—that's something that you work on. You and I always talk about what you do, to plan for special situations, mm-hmm. end of game situations. You're gonna inform the officials, hey, you know, even on a timeout. Let's say, for example, you're down three and there's a timeout with ten seconds. You're gonna go to the officials, say, look, we're not trying to foul in the act of shooting. We are gonna reach in and we are gonna make sure that they're not getting a three off. We want you to call it for the one and one. Same type of situation here. I'm not sure if if if. Jeff did that, Um, but that's one thing that you know that that you really you want to talk to your players about and make sure they understand that they're going to go to the officials. All the officials will understand that we're making that call. Um, As far as you know, when that happens, I mean, it's the helplessness that you have during a game as a coach. It's you can't describe it. It's overwhelming. Like you just there's you're like squirming because you want to be like helping your players in in just like in a practice cuz you can stop and you can control so many things in a game you can't. So, immediately after something like that, then you just have to look at okay, um what did we also have to do to make sure that doesn't happen again, and whether it's con- you know making sure the officials know, making sure that we get clarification of exactly how the foul is going to be called. But it, it Jeff's reaction for for that to be called knowing what the team was trying to do is is absolutely asinine. And then for the NCAA to come back and and to say, yeah, it's it's you're right as far as that's concerned. It's it's tough, but you know, it's, there's no must-win games in February, so this will give them something moving forward to to help them and help their players understand special situations as well.
1: Yeah, I, I thought the NCAA is this is very funny to me because I think what the NCAA did was they looked at this situation and they said, oh my God, look what they've done. The officials, look what they've done with this. The only option any referee has is to start calling this crap all the time or else it's just going to highlight how bad Carlos call was uh, in that situation. And they were like, we cannot have this happening over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And what we can't have is teams who are down screaming, "Give me that call," mm-hmm. and, and they ran out ahead of it. And so basically, Jeff died for every everybody else.
2: Yeah, and yeah, you're you're right. And it, it, this is a lingering problem, especially with the AC, ACC, and 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 then you have the higher ups, the NCA, say, "Okay, well, yeah, you're in the right. You know, that's that's great." But that's not gonna that's you know it's not gonna change the outcome, and the ACC is gonna protect their own. That's what they're gonna do, and whether they do it, um, you know, overtly, they're they're internally, yeah, they're they're discussing that. They're, those those officials, I'm friendly with a couple of officials, and they get reprimanded. They get certain things that they get games taken away that, that you don't know about. But in this big stage for a game like that. And a call like that. Just imagine if that's a Final Four game, or to go to the Final Four, or something like that. Just imagine the gravity of of something like that.
1: Or in that, you know, in, in the case of women's basketball, uh, playing for seeding and that sort of thing, very important yes. because of the home field advantage in the early rounds of the NCAA tournament. And like some of that is a razor a razor thin margin that was impacted here. And what I've always been fascinated by is the balance or the the dilemma that seems to, to face every coach when it comes to unloading on the officials. Because I feel like you've got to do you've got to balance two totally contradictory things. Like for me, I think he raged after the game in the right because he felt like the players needed that. Like you have to stand up for them in those situations, and I totally get that. And I'm surprised more coaches don't have instances like that. But we've always, I think we've seen it almost universally once from just about every coach in some situations where they where they flip out over it. And it's primarily for morale, I think, of their own guys. I don't think they think it's going to change anything. But you also don't want to be antagonistic to people who can do that to you in a game. And that doesn't seem like a very easy balance uh, to handle there.
2: Uh, but we know Jeff and he's he's savvy and I think all the things he was doing with the the chopping of the wood and all the other things that go along with it I think there there's there's a method to all his madness and I also believe yeah I I don't think he's you know too brash where where he's where he's like going to just try and piss off everybody but I think he's at the point where he he wants to make sure that that's not going to happen again and he's making sure it's a national story and he's done that um and to you can look at it the other way though marks it's like some of the officials now are going to be very leery of making those type of calls moving forward against Mm -hmm. louisville so his message might just bring about the fact that he's not going to get some egregious calls against them moving forward so you know those are those are the ways that uh that could be played out but he's yeah he's he's uh yeah, what he did with 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 the whole thing and how he presented it, um, he he got his point across for sure.
3: I like the idea, of like mob boss mob boss Jeff over there, just sitting mm-hmm. there, like don't make that call, or I'll have a horse in your bed tonight.
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> you know when he was, we had him on the show Tuesday. He's chopping wood while talking to us. That's we beautiful. could hear it, yeah. and it, it made me think of. Uh, do you remember the uh, these? Uh, the movie stand by me Uh huh. of course uh, where he's standing out there he's like they used to call me crazy joe and he had the bat in his hand remember that he's like now they can call me batman do
2: you remember that i i yeah i believe so i believe the I, I, gosh i need to rewatch that because oh, i'm it's blank a, it's on one of my favorite movies
3: it, it is a good i just haven't seen it in years though and
1: that's what that made me think of where <laughs> he just the, the you uh, read into this symbolism whatever you, you want it to mean uh, but I'm not happy about but it. But look, clear. when he
2: was calling you, he knew he wanted to make sure. Maybe he had just stopped for about 20 minutes, and he started chopping again when he made the phone call because oh, yeah. he wanted to make sure that all that pomp and circumstance was going. Yeah, he, he was. He knew what he's doing. He's clever. Oh, it, he's. Yeah, this is not
1: his first radio uh, for sure. Correct. Yes. Uh, there's no doubt about that. All right, 8150, 939. That is uh, the number if you would like to get in here. 3831 nine for the AU jobs text line, if you want to hit us up that way. You know, Trilly's tweet, they like, hey, listen, if the Ohio State making this move now, is this signal like you better get going uh, now instead of waiting for the end of the year? And I'm really not sure that that's true. Uh, and the only reason that I say that is the, the portal and such opens later. Mm-hmm. And the just about every coach that I think any program wants is going to be coaching into the NCAA tournament for quite a while. You might be able to signal, hey, this place is going to be open, and you can do some of these things behind closed doors and get that process going. But I, it doesn't seem like the, there's a huge advantage to making a move early now, especially for Ohio State, who already has all the advantages in. Like they're not. Financially, trying to get out ahead of people to save money. They just paid $15 million to fire that guy.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's not. Um, that's just whether it's it's truly really just trying to get clicks or, or whatnot. I, I can't speak for him, but um, I would say that you don't have to make that move now and think that that's going to adversely affect your program, that you're not going to get from the portal and recruiting and so on. If you hit the ground running once you get the job, um, I, I, I've been at programs. I mean, even... Going back to FIU when we lost our entire roster and we came in, you know, a little bit late with everything, you know, you you found a way. And that was when it was really hard. We were just getting JUCOs and, and getting some other unsigned guys. So there's always ways. It doesn't have to be like there's panic. You know, you're in panic mode that if you don't make a change right now, you're you're way behind the eight ball and it. You're not going to catch up. I, I don't believe that. Not at all. I've seen it. And coaches, and look at coaches when they get, jobs i mean it's it's the process that doesn't need to change it doesn't mean like all of a sudden by you know february you've got to start you know making calls and and getting your guys in place no i don't believe that
1: by the way i think i said stand by me it's lean on me sorry
2: that's where you got me because yes um yeah stand by me is is the uh uh stephen king yeah yeah. Right. Okay. I've not seen. Lee I long. got confused. So, I'm sorry about that. With said River, the wrong. River Phoenix. Name. And yes. Which is Will a great movie Wheaton. too, by the way. Yes. And who else is in that
1: one? Uh, isn't uh, Jerry?
2: Um, yeah. Je- uh, O'Connell. Jerry O'Connell. O'Connell's He's Vern. It? Yes. I Very brought good. a comb. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And uh, Kiefer Sutherland. Uh, Kiefer Sutherland. Very good. And one of the uh, the the guy the he was in the Lost.
1: Place. He was in uh, Star Trek: The Next Generation. Well, I got him. I already oh, you got him got okay. Will Wheaton. Okay. Um,
2: there was one more. One of the Corys. Uh, Feldman. 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 There we go. Yep. Okay.
1: Now we're good. He was La Chance. <laughs> wow. My Father Stormed the Beaches in Normandy.
2: <laughs> yes, yes. It's a great movie. It's a fantastic movie. So when you were talking about that, you said Lean on Me. Sorry, and I don't remember that. anything, anybody with a bat being called Batman. And <laughs> That's very out of place in that movie. Yeah, and now you're talking about Morgan Freeman. That's a little different. But yeah, Lean on uh, Stand By Me. Um, now you're thoroughly, doing it. Enjoyed, thoroughly enjoyed. You're mixing the, the movies movie. up. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I was just like, do one of the kids bring a bat with them when they were fighting a body? Like, let's just beat this dead body
1: up here or something. (laughs) Do not meld movies together. it doesn't make for a very good plot. (laughs) You know, just uh, to add, uh, one of the things I'll be most interested in in seeing, uh, we just had Chip Patterson on earlier talking about coaches in football just bailing uh, because it's overwhelming, trying to keep up uh, with football. In the portal, and immediate eligibility, and roster management, and NIL, and all that stuff. And you can just imagine uh, the amount of Pepto that just gets chugged uh, daily by these guys. We're talking about 85 scholarship guys, 100 players all the time, uh, and that sort of thing. Obviously, there are fewer of those challenges with basketball just because the rosters are one-eighth uh, the size of uh, what they are with, with football. Uh, but it seems to me like one of the more interesting things to watch – once the uh, the the coaching carousel kind of gets going here, and the season's mostly over for most places, though maybe one of the biggest factors in who gets what job is who can can promise to to bring the most dudes with them. And, and, and I mean, in the Dennis Gates last year kind of way, you know, where he showed up with a bunch of his own guys from the place he was previously. Don't you think that like that's going to be an increasingly uh, big part of what? coaches use and selling themselves for whatever job they're inter, uh, interested in next.
2: Yeah, that's a story as old as time, but now with the portal when you can actually bring them because coaches to get jobs have always done that. Whether you're travel coaches, whether you're you've always said I can get you these players and you get hired based on the guys you can bring. Now you're talking about and that's usually, you know, the high school or the prep level or travel teams and AAU. Now you're talking about college, you know, coaches leaving Yeah, that trend, I think that is, that's not going, that's not going away. I think that's going to get, it's going to be more and more um, prevalent as, 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 you know, time goes on. The head coach at Nichols State, um, Austin Klotz, who did a really good job, you know, he left and went to um, Alabama as an assistant basketball coach last year and had a good player as well that, that ended up um, transferring um, to Bama. So, like, that's going to happen. And I, You you see what you have to deal with when you're not getting the NIL money and you're not and you're struggling with that and you're going to lose players. It's 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 kind of a losing battle. So I can go in and not have the the pressure, still make really good money and be in that position. And some of my players are going to come along, sure. And even if they're not, I mean, if if you're a really good position coach and you have and, and you can bring something to the table and you're of value even without players. Because of what's happening and in the world of college athletics, yeah, I think that's going to happen a lot. I really do. I wonder how much of Louisville's
1: potential coaching search will value that very thing uh, in terms of a guy, whoever's going to distinguish themselves as the best candidate, the, the, the element of that, like, I'll bring these guys with me. Uh, And the reason that I ask that is I think that you've got two contradictory things kind of happening at the same time in the event that they do make a change uh, at the end of the year and you're hitting the market for candidates. uh, And I think most of us assume that seems very likely Uh, there's going to be a a heavy, heavy emphasis on who's going to make this team much better next year that there there will be no appetite for or really uh, ability to endure anything patiently. Right, like this team needs to be way better next year, uh, but there's also going to be, I think, a pretty, a pretty firm kind of groundswell for the new guy. Better be able to keep a lot of these guys that are on the roster now because we kind of like these guys. Right, we just don't like how it's how it's going yeah, in right now.
2: There's talent, but what the question that the athletic director is going to, you know, want to know is about your staff as well and how connected your staff is. So if you're not, if you're coming in as a head coach and you, and you've you you're a proven um, Winner at 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 the level that Louisville's at, but you're bringing in a staff that is connected and is bringing players along as well, and coming from other programs, then you have that that that's another um, a feather in the cap because you're going to find you might hire somebody that's going to get you two really good grad transfers, or he's really connected to this travel. Um, circuit and get you one or two really good high school players so when you're forming your staff that's part of it it's all encompassing so you're looking at okay because the bottom line is the lifeblood's recruiting so if the head coach is not guaranteed to bring in but he has a great resume well he's going to find guys that he knows can bring in those type of players I talked about Nate Oates he you know bring in Austin Klotz because that guy brought in some really really good players to Nichols and then he hires him, and and he's a very good recruiter as well. So sometimes you have head coaches that just want to have a really good staff that's going to bring those guys along. And when you're when you're um, negotiating or you're you're interviewing for that position, that's something that you need to talk about and you address. Is that well, I'm kind of got an idea of my staff. These are guys. These are the kind of players that we're bringing in. And you you need to be detailed about it. You can't be. You know, it can't be vague. It can't be like, well, you know, we're really going to hit the ground running and so on. No, I've got player from Drexel. You know, he's all set. My assistant coach has a great relationship with him. He's coming. That fills our, our, our wing spot. Now we have a big, I'm hiring so, so so-and-so from, from, from this program and we have this, this big coming. And if, you know, that's what you want to hear and that's part of it because that question will be asked all right, how are you going to fill up the roster in case we lose a lot of these guys?
1: Let's go ahead and take a quick break here. And uh, when we come back, uh, I, wanted to, I wanted to talk about one other element of what's happening here uh, as far as the coaching situation and the rest of the season. Because I'm not sure any of us really know how to approach any of this uh, from here on out. So we'll talk about that. We'll no take idea. your calls, your texts <laughs> throughout. On the drive on night. and the bill. Be right back.
0: where do you go to find all your favorite wine beer and spirits with selections customized to local tastes for over 25 years that go-to place has been cox's spirit shop cox's louisville's go-to liquor store taking care of your family isn't always easy so we make sure getting care when you need it is with baptist health urgent and virtual care we bring you more options and greater convenience too with video visits available 24 seven and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealthcom slash care anywhere.
1: you listening to The Drive, presented by Fitness Market, right here on 93.9 The Ville. Now, here's Mark Ennis and Mark Lieberman. Welcome back into The Drive here on 93.9 The Ville. Mark Ennis, Mark Lieberman, the phone lines are open, 8150-939 is the number, 3831-939 for the uh, UPS Jobs text line if you want to hit us up that way. Uh, in the event... Uh, Mark, that we are doing Coaching Search Radio here uh, at some point in Mm -hmm. the near future. Uh, We are going to be doing a lot of uh, candidate evaluating, despite, I think, the fact that none of us really know what Josh thinks about anything. (laughs) Uh, And, and look, he's good at that, and I think it's a rare skill because a lot of 80s really love to talk uh, to their chosen people, but they love to talk, they love to leak info when they want, and that sort of thing. Uh, one of the more interesting things about the Ohio State decision to, to fire Chris Holtman with Ross Bjork going there is people in Ohio suddenly finding out about all of the shenanigans that went down when he was at Ole Miss, Ross Bjork, and the fact that the only reason any of the Hugh Freeze humiliating stuff came out is because he got sued for lying about Houston Nut to reporters. In saying that the violations that they were accused of all happened under Houston Nut, and that's why Houston Nut sued them, mm-hmm. uh, and that sort of thing. Uh, so ads, they they love uh, this sort of thing. But uh, we don't have any idea who we like, so we're all going to do our own evaluating uh, all the time, which is that's all right. We can do that. Yeah, nobody's been doing that,
2: right? That hasn't been that's uh, right a, a topic of discussion anywhere in in the town. So, Sar- uh, so here's what I wanted to know. Sarcasm.
1: Uh, it's okay. Here's what I wanted to know. Like in your mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in listeners' minds, we're, all we're going to do is look at resumes and try to, to, to define which one we think will work best here, despite the fact that that never works either. Uh, it's just, it is a total crapshoot with coaches, but we're going to do it anyway, just because you can't guarantee it doesn't mean you will do your best. But you, we're, we all know we're operating in a world, in terms of college sports, that did not exist five years ago, like right. at all. Like, the job, the game, all of it, utterly different, with the exception of the, the tournament that we love at the end, and they seem determined to kind of wreck that, too. Um, how much does anything that happened before five years ago even matter? And and what I mean by that is, like, how, much, how useful is any of the data about what any coach did prior to the Portal slash NIL era in your mind?
2: Um, I I think there's 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 something to it. Um, it, but I think, yeah, you want guys who are, who have been successful, have been great recruiters, but now are they adaptable to what the landscape is now? Are they fighting it? Are they, you know, poo pooing the whole and I or are they embracing it? Like you have to, you have to adapt and you have to understand that. I think it's it's important of what you're what you've done before. You can't just be a guy now that's all right. I'm going to just raise a lot of money and we're just going to get, we're just going to jump in with the NIL and just get as many players that way. You see what happens at Arkansas and, and sometimes it's not a great mix. And I think you have to have that blend. I mean, I, we can go back to to last year when you and I were talking about this team needed two, maybe three grad transfers because they had some some talent and that could have really changed the whole dynamics of, of what was happening. But – yeah, if someone has a, has a consistent track record and they're they they were winning before, I think it matters. I really do. Um but you have to as you're going through that. And you're right about Josh. Look, we we we, we both think that and I want to speak for you that he's you know, he's very smart and and judicious about what how he's playing this very you know, very you know, he's he's, he's very quiet about this whole process. I think we'll be surprised by whoever the coach is that that if there is a change made I think it's not going to be what everybody expects Uh, of course I could be wrong but I just think it's going to be not an outlier but somebody that's not constantly on every the tip of everybody's tongue right now I do I do believe that
1: you so you think that the coach again having just given this uh Disc- or a disclaimer. I'm gonna say disqualifier, qualifier, or uh. disclaimer. A disqualifier, very different. Uh, you think whoever it is 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 not a name that we're hearing banded around a lot.
2: Not a lot, right? I think there might be some somebody that that is not constantly being talked about and addressed. I think there's somebody that maybe he's zeroing in on, and as as you do that, regardless um, whether the change is made or not, you are doing your work right now and I think he's relying you know I know he used the search firm um with with Kenny Payne I think he's really doing all his work right now um on finding and vetting uh, you know and all those questions that you asked Mark whether it's you know your you or your staff that's going to be able to bring the players in you know your success you know how successful you you've been as a head coach you know your track record if you're just if it's just you know, you're, you know, you're new to the scene or whatnot, that could be a positive. Um, so I, I think he's got, he's got his lit. He's got his idea of what he wants, but um, I, I, I would be, I, oh, excuse me, I would not be surprised if it's not one of the, the names that keeps getting, you know, um, thrown around throughout town.
1: Yeah. Well, I think this will be a learning experience for all of us uh, in learning this time, what, with what Josh values in a coach because I think this time everyone seems to agree like this is going to be one where he is the most important
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, stakeholder right uh, not just because now he's permanent and there's this kind of a lot riding on this as far as how he's viewed as an athletic director this is Louisville man and if men's basketball isn't good you almost can't undo that with with uh, excellent performance everywhere else,
2: right? And let let me clarify. I think he's got a lot of boxes that he wants to check off, and I don't think he's trying to be to just outdo and surprise everybody. And look sure. at me, I've I found the this the golden boy to, to to be the next coach. I just think there's a lot of things that he's looking at, not just the four or five names that just keep getting, you know, um, uh, thrown out. I think it's 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 there's some other names that he has that he's looking at. And he's got boxes that he wants to make sure are checked off with the next coach if that does come to fruition.
3: How much do you think he's relying on Opal Jay Wright? Because obviously Jay's retired, but he's been around the game forever. He's been commentating games this year. How much do you think Josh is relying on the input of Jay Wright? Like yeah. He's not going to make the final decision, obviously, based off that, but as like a guideline. Yeah, for why guidance. wouldn't
2: you? Absolutely. You want to know it, 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 when it comes to whoever the next coach is, hey, maybe Jay doesn't know whoever the candidate is very well, but he might know somebody. You are going to just look at every option. Jay Wright is a great resource for him because how successful he's been, how he's run his programs, and so on. So, yeah, his his relationship is not a, a negative. I mean, he's going to use that as much as he can. And I'm sure there's other people that he's counting on. There's other people he's going to talk to. I mean, that's his job. Mark just mentioned it. Like, you got to make – you got to hit a home run here and that doesn't mean it has to be um you know like with uh, with with golden florida who's starting to get it going like that was a kind of a surprise hire at that time and i think he's going to do a good job he's he's an excellent recruiter and they play a style that's fun so i think what josh is doing right now is turning over every leaf to find out okay i want to find that person but yeah spence why wouldn't you? Yeah, if if I'm in this position and I want to know more about talk radio and how to do this, I'm I'm gonna lean on Mark Ennis and 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 just drill him with questions and 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 I want to know what I don't know. And for for Josh's situation, I think that's very prudent to lean on a guy like Jay Wright.
1: Let's get to Steve in here. Steve, welcome into the driving and What's up, buddy? Hey, man. Thanks a lot for
4: taking my call. First of all, I was listening to yesterday's show and. Am I getting this right? We have a Biggest Biscuit and now a Muffin Top on the show?
1: (laughs) Well, they are one and the same, and it really just depends on which side of the divide with Kevin, one of our regular callers you are on. Uh, He mistakenly called Kevin Mike, and Kevin uh, responded by referring to him as Muffin, which is also very funny. So it's, it's entirely up to you. It's an alias now.
4: Anyway, here's what I called about. If you guys are friends with Josh or have any pull, please please do whatever you can to not let him go after that jackwagon down there at Baylor. He's not somebody that needs to be in this school and if there's this job. That's just my take on the person. I don't care for him. Don't care for his style or anything about him.
1: Wait, are we talking about uh, Scott Drew? Yes. I uh, so I got to be honest with you. I, I've never heard anyone say a bad thing about Scott <laughs> Drew. Are, I'm, are we sure we're talking about the same guy? I'm, I'm, being, I'm not being sarcastic here. Be what sad. do you not well, like I'm about?
4: Not him? either. I just don't. Uh, I don't think he should get all the recognition that he gets. Uh, to me, he's been at a place too long to only have a couple of good years at it. It doesn't take that long to rebuild,
2: does it? Uh,
1: okay. Uh, now uh, oh you're God, aware so of like here. what Baylor? This, this is okay. <laughs> appreciate the call, Steve. Thanks. We like the Steve that sounds like Jim. Maybe he was
2: talking about the former coach, the previous coach, and what. uh, Maybe he means Kim Mulkey, Dave Bliss? Yeah, you know (laughs)
3: that guy. I think is he in jail still? I have no clue.
2: What what you know, Coach Drew has done there, and consistently (laughs) they've been so good. Um, and they won a national championship. I don't know. Maybe he didn't know that. So, but that was that's (laughs) an
1: odd call. Like, I'm sorry, Steve. We love you, buddy. We appreciate you listening. That's very weird.
2: If there's one person you're not going to knock about character or, like, you know, his humility, I think that would be Scott Drew, you know? (laughs) He comes from a a very good basketball family. Um, Yeah, that was odd. Yeah,
1: he's – so for those who don't know, like, he is – Scott Drew is, you know, a very devout person, Mm -hmm. uh, and he is uh, viewed as being one of the the gentlemen – in college basketball, you don't hear bad things about him as a person or the way he treats people. Uh assistants stay with him for a long time. Uh and, and it's what a what an uh peculiar way of looking at things to say, this person was at this school for a really long time and that makes me suspicious.
3: Like it took him what, fifteen years to, to all so it's like, no we can't it's like do you not remember what happened to Baylor? We've said it before, we're having to Baylor in he took over. I Don't think we need to relitigate that, but that's why it took him forever to get to the mountaintop at Baylor.
2: he's done an absolutely fantastic job there. Maybe this this gentleman, the caller, lost a bet on Baylor or something like yeah. that. You know? Who knows? He had Gonzaga in the title game a couple of years ago. Was yeah. that? I mean Was
1: that Mark Few?
3: mark view was that guns he's been guns like it forever no i was like, saying was that mark few called Oh, mark few called us
1: oh, i'm like you, that jack wagon at baylor i real just the, so mark he's no.
3: putting his name out for the louisville job now? <laughs> spin zone uh
1: that that that, that, uh, that caught me off guard i don't know how else to describe it than that that uh, just that call makes total sense if he's talking about kim Mulkey.
3: <laughs> yeah like when he said jack wagon, i was like oh where's he going Baylor. I thought I thought he meant Chris Beard. I really I was yeah, like, Here I comes Chris Beard. I yeah.
2: taking that. I will say this: like Matt Driscoll, who's the head coach at North Florida, who worked for for Coach Drew, and I have, um, I, I was actually been to one of his practices, and he is meticulous. He is detailed, and everybody in the business knows that he is just he is, and he always wants to know what he doesn't want and what he doesn't know. He's very humble he he asks questions, he wants to learn, he's changed cuz they used to be a zone team and they used to do some um a 1-3-1 one, one and and he's he's adjusted to his talent. He's he's a fantastic coach. So that was just that was I need to catch my breath here. That was odd. Yeah. Sure was.
3: I mean, to your point, Mark... It's almost Innes- as bad
2: as, like, lean on me and stand by me. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean, to this
3: point about existence, staying forever, like, Jerome Tang was there from the beginning until just a couple of years ago. He yeah. took the K-State mm-hmm. job, and, again, I know this year's gone, like, so-so for K-State, but still, last year they were an Elite Eight team, and, again, if you can't get Scott Drew, you better go from someone who's on his tree, like And, and Tang. I would say,
2: like, you know, because I talked about Coach Driscoll, who's at North Florida, who... um I've known him forever, and he recruited one of my players, and I was coaching at, in Miami. And, and, and Coach Tang, like, those guys loved their experience there. You asked them about that. They didn't – you know, they were only going to leave if it was a, a great situation for them. They loved working under him. They learned, quite, you know, that that's – like you said, it's a great tree. Um, yeah, that was interesting. It was Just uh, to add to that,
1: like, in, in, in a lot of ways, Scott Drew is – uniquely uh, suited for this <laughs> in terms like with what he took over at Baylor and where they were in the doldrums, that sort of thing, uh, to to being a national champion team that they've built a new arena for uh, and that sort of thing. Uh, very surprising. Uh, a couple of texts and very funny. Uh, was he talking about Chris Beard? Another texture. This guy also hates Mother Teresa and Gandhi. Uh, <laughs> and then one of them was like, This is why fans shouldn't have input on hires. <laughs> Listen, you're all allowed to have your own standards and that sort of thing. That's just very surprising to me. And I really do wonder if he's not confusing him with somebody else. Um, but you clarified that it was I Scott Drew. Yeah. Do we
2: want him to call back and we can. Do it, you know, it, has, I, <laughs> I just love <laughs> really it. Like, enough. Okay. See,
3: if you guys know Josh Hurd and you have any say, make sure you tell him. To hire the almost the person that would almost universally be acceptable here oh he'd be
2: he's i'm sure he's on that that list i mean i'm not saying that he's narrowed in or that uh you know coach drew wants to leave baylor like you know who knows right. he's in a great situation he's in a area that that he you know he's very religious and and you know that he he it's a it's a place for him to be able to be himself so who knows um yeah, that's well flabbergasted with with that one. So
3: it's like I don't want that Jack Wagon at UConn right now to be our next coach. <laughs> like what? Well you, right?
1: you know what though? No, hold on a Like I could see someone watching Danny Hurley like behave on the sideline and be like, I don't like that Jack wagon. Right? Like th- there are people who probably would say that about McCrone or something.
3: Patino
2: to a degree too. Yeah,
1: right. But but not Scott Drew for crying out loud! Like he, no one complains about him.
2: Well, he got he got ejected this year.
3: Yeah, that's like oh, yes. he got ejected one time. Yes. That's the only Baylor game that guys ever watched. Yeah, <laughs> that was the one.
1: <laughs> that would explain it. He so Steve's <laughs> cool. Not I, I, we're gonna look. Whatever Scott Drew did to you, it seems pretty <laughs> uh, idiosyncratic, and the, the, that's not the usual experience that other folks have. Uh, of Scott Drew, uh, I did uh, want to mention we've had a little bit of an update here with uh, with our schedule for L baseball, which is getting things uh, started down in Tampa. We just had the texture a little bit earlier saying they were heading up uh, from uh, our former neck of the woods. Mark, we had a listener in Fort Myers said was making the trip hey. up to Tampa for L playing down there. All right, uh, the old uh, is born in uh, in Fort Myers many many years ago. I did now, did not know that. Yeah, I was born in Fort Myers. See uh, the Palms tournament. I l- I love. Fort Myers and Naples both. Oh, it's great. And they've basically grown together. Yeah, it really has. It's just yes. become one long, uh, gigantic city like most places uh, in Florida. But tomorrow, <laughs> uh, instead of the game starting at noon, there was a decent chance we were going to get preempted a little bit in the beginning because U of L Baseball is going to start at noon uh, tomorrow. Now that first pitch will be at 10, uh, but there is a doubleheader uh, tomorrow. So they're going to play uh, a doubleheader. Uh, so should be okay. Should be all right. We'll see. Well, that's good news. But I do want to keep everybody uh, updated on I know Matt McGavick is uh, heading down there uh, as well. Texture says, show me on the doll where Scott Drew hurt you. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, just mark that. I got, like, that's as big of a curveball, I think, as I've ever gotten.
2: <laughs> you
1: funny. know, it would be like if somebody was like, I don't want that jack wagon. Uh, uh, God, I don't even know. You
2: talk about the most innocuous, like, coaching candidate out there who, like, you know, you talk about his values and stuff like that. Like, that – Scott Drew just, like, he fits that bill. He checks that box for sure.
1: He doesn't even say crazy things. No. You know, he's not like – like, there are other uh, kind of super outwardly religious coaches, Mm -hmm. and you you wonder about them being hypocritical sometimes. Mm -hmm. No No. one says that about him. There's no Dabo vibes with him, like, at all. That's just very surprising to me.
2: Yes. Agreed. Hmm. She says true. the only
1: reason I couldn't see Scott Drew here is because I think he's more of a Southern Baptist kind of guy, and that's fine. But this is more of a drunk Catholic scene up here. Also true.
2: <laughs>
1: also true. Totally agree with that. Yeah, I, 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 we like our guys with a little bit more of an edge.
2: I I, I, I would be hard-pressed to see him leave that situation. Everybody was talking about like the attendance and and whatnot. No, he's he he's killing it down there. So it, yeah, if if he's one of the candidates, that that josh is considering he would do uh, a a tremendous job
3: that's why every time the name comes up it's like if scott drew is willing to listen i say josh heard's got to get it done Absolutely. you gotta get scott drew but if, scott if there's a
2: chance do it yeah. i'll tell you this spence every single coach out there will listen so hmm. you, you know and, and that's the nature of the game so whether it's improving the contract you already have but every coach will listen and i will also add that every coach will listen because this is a great situation. It really is. This is a great place. This, from facilities to the fan base to the arena to what you can do to the 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 history of this program. Yeah, this is an enticing job, and and it's also as a coach you love challenges. It's not like you know. You're replacing the guy, and, and, and you know, it, there's a lot to live up to. You know, it's, this is a great, great job. So, and coaches, we're in it to build. We love to build programs. Like what he did at Baylor is absolutely amazing. And when you take what Mark Few did, was, uh, it's been amazing. know so that's what you love to do and then you look for maybe other challenges so there's coaches that have done it and said you know what i've got that itch i want to maybe try it um at a place like this where you have so many resources this is a fantastic situation
3: i'm sure that's an interesting point now i'm trying to think of a coach who has a national title that left for another college gig because like obviously billy Dodd went to the nba and others have you know jay right retiring coaches that have won a title but then left that were, I mean, Riccardino, I guess he gets fired, so technically he left for uh, another college game, but just like leave without being fired to mm-hmm. coach another team. It's a good it's question. It's rare.
2: Yeah.
1: And, and look, it's rare uh, to get big name coaches kind of, of of any variety to just up and move. There aren't very many of those that do that anymore. We are continually seeing schools, uh, football and basketball, both hire relatively uh, inexperienced guys as head coaches. Uh, because of the kind of the same things that drew Louisville to hire Kenny Payne the first time, uh, you know, a relationship with them, uh, well known to the donors, uh, the feeling like that they know the school, you know, and know the area and all that sort of thing. Uh, very few of the uh, Roy Williams leaving Kansas for North Carolina's. It just doesn't happen mm-hmm. uh, all that often. That's all right, we're going to take about. we're going to take a quick break here, and uh, when we come back, uh, we'll talk with Tyler from WDRB on the other side here on the drive and I send the bill.